hope and joy for you this morning and I just pray that uh, God will just bless our time together. Let's commit our time to the Lord in prayer and ask for his blessing. Father, we thank you for uh, bringing us together like this on a Sunday morning and we just pray for your blessing to be upon us as we look to you this morning. We lift our hands, we lift our voices. Father, we say we need you today. You are our, the strength of our lives. You are our portion. You are the one we're looking to, Lord Jesus. We surrender to you now. We give this time into your hands. Father, we thank you for your blessings upon all who are listening and upon your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. We're going to go straight into the message this morning. And uh, as I say, it's a message of hope and a message of joy. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of gloom around at the moment. There's a lot of uh, discouragement, a lot of hopelessness. And uh, I want to bring a message that is going to bring some hope and some encouragement to you today. So first and foremost, I'd like to read a passage from the book of Romans. So that is the book of Romans chapter 15. Okay, this is a, a wonderful verse in Romans 15, and it says this in verse 13. Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I just want to read that to you again. Let's listen to those words again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I do believe it is God's will to fill us with hope and to fill us with joy, fill us with peace, fill us with his presence and fill us with a good expectancy for the future. Our God is an awesome God. He can do anything. Our God is a God of miracles, and uh, we look to him in this season. We think of the Israelites as they're coming out of Egypt. They've been slaves for over 400 years, and Moses goes in and uh, brings his people out as, as the leader of, and, and shepherd of God's people, and they get to the Red Sea, and they've nowhere to go. They hear that the Egyptians have changed their mind, they're now chasing them, and they're, they're frightened, they are petrified, and Moses and the people are crying out to God, what are we going to do? How are we going to change the situation? And God spoke to Moses and said, stretch your hand out. It's that simple, Moses. Just stretch your hand out and see what the Lord can do. Well, the Bible says the Lord sent a powerful east wind that wind cut through the sea and caused the Red Sea to be parted. And the Israelites went through, as the scriptures say, they went through on dry land. They passed through the Red Sea and they passed through right to the other side into the land of Canaan. That was an incredible miracle. God caused the wind all night long to cut through the water, powerful wind, and split the waters and the Israelites walked through on dry ground. Amazing that quite recently they found chariots in those waters. And uh, that in itself is a miracle that uh, those, those relics have been found. Because what happened is the, the, the Egyptians then followed them. 
through the Red Sea. They didn't have the blessing of God on them. The waters receded. They were covered in the sea. And the enemies of God were destroyed there in the sea. Those godless people were destroyed in the sea. Uh, they were trying to wipe out the Israelites. And God's favor was on the Israelite people. So they passed through. And I'm sharing these stories with you this morning to encourage your faith to believe that even in the midst of this crisis we're in, that we can have joy and we can have peace and we can have peace with God and we can be filled with his love and with his presence. So I want to bring to you a story which is a true story about a pastor who uh, grew up in China and uh, he uh, was the pastor of a church. Um, in the Hunan province, uh, Pastor Chen, and uh, he was uh, arrested by the communist government, and he was put into prison for 18 years. That's right, nearly 20 years uh, he, was, he was put in there uh, because he was a pastor, because he was preaching the gospel, and because he was uh, making a stand for things that were right and that were good, and the communist government didn't like what he was doing. They threw him into prison, they starved him of food, they uh, tormented him. He was from uh, quite a, a good background and he had a good upbringing. And they especially wanted to make uh, an example of him and really break his spirit. So they, they really went to town on him and uh, starved him a lot of a lot of food and he was under constant surveillance. He couldn't pray, he couldn't read the scriptures, he couldn't worship, he couldn't do the things he wanted to do because he was always surrounded by people and it was a very difficult situation. And in that situation he cried out to God and he said, Lord, help me to have a place where I can pray, where I can worship, where I can have freedom just to love you and serve you. And he just kept praying that frequently. Well, um, sometime later, the guards uh, changed his job. They asked him to look after this particular job that nobody wanted to do. That's right. He was asked to look after the cesspool of human waste. This is a cesspool of 60,000 prisoners where the waste was coming into the cesspool. Of course, nobody wanted to work there. It, it stank. It was putrefying, there was disease in the water, and he was assigned this most filthy job to break his spirit and to break him down. But you, you know, he began to, to get on with the job, it stank terribly, it was a horrible environment to be in. And he was just working there for a, a period of days or weeks. Suddenly, he realized that God had answered his prayer. Here he was, he was able to sing aloud, he was able to speak the scriptures and quote the scriptures out loud. He was able to sing and nobody came near him. He was totally untouchable because he was in a cesspool. They didn't want to come near him because he stank. They didn't want to come near him because it was putrefying. It was human waste. His job was to, was to take out the, the human waste and, and it was to be used as fertilizer. That was his job all day long. And he began to sing. And he began to praise God in the midst of that terrible situation. And he was having a wonderful time with the Lord. He was having a wonderful communion with the Lord Jesus. And he used to sing a hymn. 
And that hymn was, he walks with me and he talks with me along life's narrow way. And here he was in a really bad situation on the outside, but on the inside, he is filled with joy. Here he is in, in a situation where the smell is just so terrible. Nobody wants to come near him, but he's free to praise the Lord. He's free to speak the scriptures. He's free to pray all day long. Nobody's harassing him. Nobody's hassling him. And here in this situation, God has just turned the whole situation around. Yes, outwardly, it stinks, it's bad. But on the inside, he is fellowshipping with God. He knows the Lord. He's praying for his church back home. Very sadly, while he was in prison, his wife died and he wasn't in contact with his church. And it, it was a very difficult time for him. But he began to rejoice in the Lord. And you know, the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. That's right. Even when the circumstances are bad, rejoice and give thanks to the Lord. For he is good and his mercy endures forever. There's a lot of complaining going on right now. There's a lot of grumbling. There's a lot of moaning. Oh, I don't want to wear the mask. The social distancing. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go here. All these terrible things. I don't want to take the vaccine. And, and you know, a, a lot of these things may be relevant. But what happens is we start to grumble and we're not giving thanks to the Lord. Remember what the scripture says is let us give thanks to the Lord in all circumstances. Now here is Pastor Chen. He's in the really bad circumstances. They're depriving him of food. He only had like uh, one piece of bread or one piece of cake a day. That's all he had. And in the six years that he was assigned to the cesspool, nobody else was assigned to this job, only him. He was the solitary person who cleaned out the sewers. But he didn't complain. He didn't grumble. He didn't start murmuring. He started to thank the Lord and to praise the Lord. And he had such sweet fellowship with Jesus right there in that sewer, in that cesspool. I don't know what you're going through today, friend, but you might feel that you're in a cesspool. You might feel this pandemic is awful. This is a bad time. Friends, I want to tell you that the Bible says, put your hope in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord. Find your joy in Jesus. Pastor Jen, Pastor Chen was fellowshipping with Jesus in the sewer. You think Jesus was outside of the sewer? No, Jesus was right there with him in the sewer. Jesus was with him in that horrible circumstance. The Bible says God is always going to be with you. He's never going to leave you. Even in the midst of a pandemic, even in a bad situation, God is going to be there for you. He is your light and he is your salvation. He is your hope. He is your future. Put your hope in him. He's going to carry you through. There's a verse in the Bible that says that God caused us to go through fire and water. You allowed men to, to ride over our backs. You allowed people to walk over us. And, and it was a difficult time. But then the Bible says this. But God brought us to a place of abundance. We're in a, tri a, a difficult time right now. A trying time right now. 
But, you know, God is going to bring us to a place of abundance. God is going to do some amazing things this year. And we need to get our hopes up. And we need to get our faith up and trust in God. He's going to bring us through this pandemic. He's going to bring us through this crisis. Men might be riding over our backs right now. This might be a bad situation. But friends, it's time to rejoice in the Lord. It's time to celebrate the goodness of God. For our God is an awesome God. Our God is worthy of praise. And He is not wanting us to grumble. He's not wanting us to complain. He says, give thanks always. In all things give thanks. No matter how bad your situation is, no matter how bad your circumstances are on the outside, friend, you can have peace and joy on the inside. How do you get this joy? How do you get this peace? How do you get this when, when all around us just seems like darkness and, and just that hopelessness and despair? Friends, I want to tell you today that our God is the God of joy. In Psalm 16, it says that there is fullness of joy in your presence. That's right. There is fullness of joy in God's presence. We can come into the presence of God. God is a person. God is a person who has a personality. He wants to know you. He wants to fellowship with you. He is inviting you into his kingdom. And he is inviting you to have fellowship with him so he can share his love with you, share his joy with you. And the Bible says that God laughs at the wicked every day. Wow, you can just see God on his throne laughing at the wicked, thinking, you're not going to make it, guys. You're not going to make it. He laughs at the wicked. God is filled with laughter. He knows that if people continue in a, a wayward way, they're going to lose their lives. He, he doesn't want anyone to be lost. He wants everyone to be saved. He wants people to come into the kingdom of God. He wants people to be saved. He wants people to find fresh hope. But if people refuse to repent, how will they come into the kingdom of God? How will they be saved if they continue in their willful ways right to their last days. The Bible says God laughs at the wicked. The Bible also tells us that Jesus was full of power through the Holy Spirit. Talking about peace regardless of our circumstances. The reality is, friends, there are so many people who have got uh, good circumstances. Their bank balance is great. Uh, they've got lots of food on the table. They've got plenty of material things. But on the inside, they're not happy. On the inside, they're not really joyful. Sometimes those things help us to get along in life. But Jesus said, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Our true joy and meaning in life is not got to do with things. We've been so deceived thinking if we, get, if we get more and more stuff, if we've got more and more material things, uh, that we will be happier and, and that will make us fulfilled. It will last for a while, but after a while we might feel empty on the inside. And Jesus has always come to fill us up on the inside. 
And last week we spoke about Jesus saying that the rivers of living water will flow out of your spirit. Living, uh, living water will flow out of your heart. Is that he's promised that when the Holy Spirit comes that he'll come upon you and within you and rivers of joy and rivers of life will flow out of you and bring blessing to others. There's great joy in, in the presence of God. And so God invites us into his presence. He calls the wicked. He calls the sinners, he calls the, 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 the most wicked of our society. He says, come into my presence and repent of your sins and be saved. And we see that uh, this is manifested in Psalm 103, where he says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless and exalt and magnify his holy name and forget not all of God's benefits. Well, friends, what are some of those benefits? And the Bible lists them very, very clearly. He says, who forgives all of our sins, who heals all of our diseases, who redeems our life from the pit, who crowns us with love and compassion and satisfies our desires with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. Well, what is the first thing the Bible says? Is that God forgives all of our sins. That's right, God invites all the wicked of the world to come. He says, repent and come into my presence, turn away from your wickedness, come to me and I will fill you with joy. In the book of Ezekiel, he says, I'm gonna take out of you that heart of stone, I'm gonna take it out, I'm gonna take it away, and I'm gonna put in you a new spirit. I'm gonna put in you a new heart, and that heart is a heart of flesh, that heart is a heart of joy. That heart is a heart that wants to serve God. You know, many of us who are serving God today, there was a time in our lives where we weren't interested in serving God. There was a time in our lives where we didn't want to follow Jesus. There was a time in our lives where we were just living for ourselves, doing our own thing, just far away from God, sinning, doing whatever we wanted to do. But the kindness of God came to us. And God called us by name. When we weren't even looking for him, he arrived on the scene. When we were in a bad place, suddenly God turned up. Thank God for his kindness. Thank God for his goodness. That he turns up in the most unlikely times, in the, sometimes in the worst situation, in the most bad situation that we're in. Suddenly the Lord turns up. And I thank God that he turned up in my life when I was at a low ebb, when I was far away from him, he turned up in a garden and revealed himself to me. And he may just do the same for you. He may just reveal himself to you through another person, through a situation. Or whatever your, your, your circumstances are, God can just turn up and he can turn your situation around. Now what does the Bible say? Psalm 27 says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Okay, I want to say that again. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. God is the stronghold. He is my life and he is my salvation. He is the one who can take me to heaven one day. He is the one who can forgive my sins. He is the one who can redeem my life from the pit. He is the one who can save us. Salvation is from the Lord. 
Salvation comes from Jesus, and he is the one who can fill us with joy and peace in his presence. As I said earlier, Psalm 16 says, in his presence is fullness of joy. You know, a lot of people have a bit of happiness. They're up one day, they're down the next. They have a bit of happiness. But God promises us a lasting joy and a lasting peace. He has to take out the heart of stone in order to put in the heart of flesh. He has to take away our sin in order to give us his righteousness. He has to take away our impurities to give us his holiness. He has to take away all our negativity and bring his positivity, bring his blessings, and bring his goodness into our lives. God does not want us to be depressed. God does not want us to be sad. He has promised joy in his presence. And there is great joy whenever we find salvation. And what do we mean by salvation? Well, we mean that we are saved, and we are saved spirit, soul, and body, both here and now, and also for all eternity. We praise God that he is preserving our lives now, but he will also preserve our lives through all eternity, because man is an eternal soul. God did not make robots. He gave us a free will to make a choice to serve him and to follow him and to enjoy his presence. The Bible tells us that Jesus was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's right. He was full of joy. There were times, of course, where Jesus was sad. He was praying. He was weeping when Lazarus died. The Bible says Jesus wept. So he wasn't just, you know, just uh, full of laughter all the time. There were times of of great distress, like in the Garden of Gethsemane, when, when, he, when he was ready to go to the cross, he was so distressed. As the Bible says, he was sweating, as it were, great drops of blood, and he was distressed, and an angel from heaven came to strengthen him of all that he was going to go through. But the Bible says he was also full of joy through the Holy Spirit, and the river of God that God gives to you when you become a Christian, it begins to bubble up and begins to flow over. And in this verse here, in the book of, of Romans, I just want to read it to you again. It's Romans 15. Romans 15, verse 13. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Friends, God is giving us the Holy Spirit to give us hope. God wants us to receive the Holy Spirit, the river of God, so we can flow over with the joy of the Lord. We can flow over with hope in times of hopelessness. That's right, because our joy is coming from heaven. Our resources are coming from heaven. We are receiving divine resources Divine fruitfulness, divine joy is coming from God's presence. Hope is birthed through the Holy Spirit. Hope is birthed, joy is birthed, love is birthed. And, and all the fruit of God begins to flow out of you. And so you begin to share that love with others. You begin to share the joy with others. And you begin to bless others. The Bible actually says that, that joy... And gladness will overtake you. 
Well, friends, that's good news, isn't it? In a situation, in, in a world that seems so hopeless, and, and where people are putting, the government are putting their hope in the vaccine and hoping it's going to work and then realizing maybe it's not going to work, people are putting their hope in things and, and the fact that things will just get back to normal. Friends, put your hope in God, for he will never disappoint you. Put your hope in God, he will not only give you hope for this life, but he'll give you hope for the next life and to be in heaven with him for all eternity. And praise God, he gives us this hope. Put your hope in God, for we will yet praise him, our, our Savior and our God. And so God is promising these wonderful things that you can never go into a shop to purchase. You can never go into your local supermarket and say, oh, can I have 10 pounds of joy, please? Or can I have 50 pounds of peace? I used to work with a guy in Zimbabwe and he said, if only I had peace. And I used to say to him, well, you can find peace in Jesus because first you've got to get the heart of stone taken out and then God puts in the heart of flesh and you feel so much better. You feel that your sins are forgiven. You feel freedom come into your life and you feel the joy and you feel the peace and you feel the blessings of God. And you see what happens is he takes out our wickedness and he puts in his righteousness. He takes away all the degradation and all the habitual sin that we can't even stop because we're born in sin. And Jesus gives us a new nature so that our old nature has gone. We don't want to do the things that we used to do because that nature has gone. We want to do things that now please the Lord. And so God comes in by his spirit and he gives us life and joy and peace. He brings his presence and he promises eternal life. He promises he'll be with us to the very ends of the age. And he promises he'll walk with you just like he did with Pastor Chen. He will walk with you. He will never leave you no matter how bad your circumstances are. So we need to make a choice. Are we going to choose the Lord? Or are we going to just carry on going our own way? Of course, if we're wise and if we have understanding, we're going to choose the best path. If you want joy to overtake you, if you want goodness and blessings to overtake your life, you need to choose the Lord because he promises all of these good things. Now in the book of Acts chapter 16, we see that Paul and Silas are in, 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 out there preaching the gospel. And I think it's in Philippi. They're preaching the gospel. And what happens is there's a slave girl and she's uh, predicting the future. And she's saying, these are men. From, from the Most High God, listen to them. Well, she was predicting by a false spirit. She was predicting the future by an evil spirit. And eventually Paul got upset with her and said, I rebuke that spirit of divination in Jesus' name. And he cast that spirit out of the slave girl. Well, when the owners who owned the slave girl found out that, that their way of making money, because this is how they made money, they used divination, they, they use fortune telling, they, that, that's how they predicted the future, was through the slave girl. Once they realized that their way of making money was gone, they took Paul and Silas, and they took them, them to the magistrates, and they said, these guys are, are causing problems in our town. Can you deal with them? And the magistrates dealt with them. It says they were beaten severely. That's right, they were beaten so badly, their backs were bleeding, and they went into prison, and they were put in the stocks, 
and they were surrounded by, by uh, prison officers and there they were with the guards and the Bible says they started to sing. That's right, they started to praise the Lord. They started to worship God. They started to pray. They started to thank God. Yes, with their bleeding backs, it says they were severely flogged. You don't know how much pain they would have been in, but they didn't grumble and they didn't get negative and start complaining about those who had got them into prison. They started to worship the Lord. Friends, when you're in a bad situation, you've just got to worship Jesus. You've just got to praise Him and suddenly God is going to work on your behalf. God works on behalf of those who praise Him. God works on behalf of those who worship Him. And it's now midnight and Paul and Silas are singing hymns to God. They're praying and suddenly God sends an earthquake. And right there in the prison, everybody's chains come loose. Everybody is set free. And, and they're just amazed. And the, and the, the prison officer, the, the, the guy who's in charge, he's like, oh my goodness, this is, this is a mess. I'm going to die. I, I might as well just kill myself. And Paul shouted to him, said, look, we're all here. Don't kill yourself. Just, just trust in God. God has just turned up in this prison. Isn't it amazing God can just turn up in a prison? Isn't it amazing God can just turn up in your school? In your bad situation? Isn't it amazing how God can just suddenly do something and turn up? Like he just suddenly opened up the Red Sea for the Israelites. Where suddenly Lazarus has been dead for, for four days. And Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. And he comes out of the grave. Isn't it amazing how God just suddenly turns up in your life? You weren't even expecting him, but you're just faithfully praising him. You're just faithfully thanking him. And suddenly you realize the problems you've had have just disappeared. God has removed them from you. He's taken your afflictions. He's taken your torment. He's taken that thing that's harassed you. He's slain your giants just because you're praising him. Isn't that incredible how God just wants us to praise Him? Like David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be on my mouth. God wants you to praise Him and to thank Him and to worship Him. And so here's Paul and Silas and the, the prison officer is ready to kill himself. The, the guy in charge, he says, you know, you don't have to kill yourself. We're all here. Just all of our chains came off. God set them free. When you praise God, He's going to break your chains. Amen. And that's a message for somebody this morning. When you praise God, He's going to break your fetters. When you thank God, even though it's hard, even though you're in pain, even though you're in sickness, when you start to thank God, He's going to turn the situation around. And so the, 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 the uh, prison officer says to Paul and Silas, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, you and your household. I'll praise God for those words. His, this is a true story, friends. He was ready to kill himself. He was ready to end his life. And he said, what must I do to be saved? Just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know how loud that earthquake was. I don't know what kind of a noise it made, but it woke everybody up. And suddenly, God is in that place. And this guy's crying out, what must I do to be saved? Just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And, and the Bible tells us this, that he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. Friends, you will be filled with joy when you come to believe in God. 
When you put your trust in the Lord, you will be filled with joy. It says he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in the Lord. Both he and all his household were converted and they were baptized that very same night. Isn't that an incredible story? How God works on behalf of those who praise him and who thank him. And gets, it gets God's attention every time. When you praise him, friend, God is going to turn up. When you thank him, he's going to turn up. He's going to break those chains and he's going to fill you with joy. When you share the message of Jesus, it fills you with joy. When you fe share fellowship with other Christians, it fills you with joy. And some people say, what do you Christians do all the time? You know, when you get together, isn't it boring? No, it's exciting when you talk about the things of God. It's exciting when you talk about how God is moving and he opens up the word of God to you and it becomes alive to you. It's not dead religion, it's life in the spirit. It becomes alive and the Holy Spirit begins to fill your life with joy and peace. And so when God takes out that heart of stone, he then replaces it with joy and peace because the fruit of righteousness is peace and joy. Jesus said this. Actually, uh, Paul was the one who quoted it. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. It's righteousness, joy, and peace. The kingdom of God is within you. It's not out there somewhere. It doesn't belong to, you know, some church building. The kingdom of God is within you. The rule of God is within you. And what is the kingdom of God? It's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. God wants to bless your life today. He wants these blessings to overtake you. He wants you to be filled with joy today. In the midst of this sadness and this depressive situation we're in where people are struggling and people are struggling with mental health and various problems why don't they just turn to the Lord because he will freely pardon and he will freely forgive you and he will freely welcome you into his kingdom you know God is not a respecter of persons he will invite you into his kingdom. He will shower you with his love. He will pour out his blessings upon you. And you will become a son of God. You'll become a daughter of God. You'll be welcomed into the family of God. Friends, it's time to accept the Lord. Jesus Christ is coming soon. Jesus Christ is coming back from heaven to this earth to take his bride. And his bride is the church. His bride is the people of God. And friends, we've got to be ready and prepared to meet with the Lord. The Bible says that we're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. We're going to have the rapture of the saints. We will literally be taken out of here because our kingdom is not of this world. Our kingdom is for another world. God has planned us to get out of here. And so what we've got to do is get ready and ready for the coming of the Lord. Pray that you are ready for the coming of the Lord. That's what Jesus said. Pray that you will be ready. That's my prayer. Lord, I pray that I will be ready to go when Jesus comes back again. When Jesus comes to call his church. I pray that I will be ready. And I pray that every Christian and every, every believer will be ready to go. So are you ready to go, friend? Are you ready to go and meet with the Lord and spend eternity with Jesus? Friends, this is going to happen it's maybe going to happen a lot sooner than we realize. So we've got to be ready because preparation is 
the, the name is the word, is the season we're in. Now, we must prepare for when Jesus is coming back. Friends, do you have Jesus in your heart? Do you have Christ inside? If you don't have Christ inside, you can't go to be with him. You have first to go to invite him. You've got to receive the Lord Jesus as Lord and Savior. You've got to welcome him into your life. He'll forgive all your sins. You know what the Bible says? All of your sins were nailed to the cross. That's incredible, isn't it? Jesus has already taken all your sins. You've just got to ask him to forgive you. Jesus has already paid the price for your sins. You've just got to ask him to forgive you. He's already nailed your sins to the cross. You've just got to say, Lord, forgive me, cleanse me, pardon me. Would you just take away all my wickedness? Lord, would you just do a new work in my life and cleanse me from my sins? He will freely pardon you. You'll be welcomed into the kingdom of God. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today is the day where you can be saved and come into the family of God and know the joy of the Lord. Know that sins are forgiven. Know that they've been wiped out. Know that all your sins are gone. And know the peace of God. Friends, this is what so many people are looking for. They're looking for peace. But only the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, can give you peace in your heart. Peace and love and joy that the world cannot offer you. Nobody is offering peace. Nobody is offering joy, true and lasting eternal peace and eternal joy. Nobody's offering eternal love and everlasting love, as the Bible says that he, he will put an everlasting love upon us and we will be with him forever. Nobody else is offering that because nobody else has died for us. Only Christ was crucified for our sins. Today is the day of salvation. Come to know the Lord. Come to know his joy. Come to receive his peace and receive the blessing of the Lord. The Bible says, you can overflow with thanksgiving, but you can also overflow with hope and you can overflow with joy, even in a season where it seems like we're in a cesspit in our world right now. It seems like we're in a bad situation. You can still be happy on the inside because true happiness is an inside job. True joy is an inside job. True peace and hope is an inside job. So do you have this hope in you? Do you have this joy in you? Do you have this peace in you? Friends, Jesus will give it to you today. Open up your heart and receive him as Lord and Savior. Today is the day of salvation. Open up and receive the peace of God, the love of God, and the presence of God. Father, I pray for everyone listening to these words that, Father, you will pour out your Spirit upon all who are listening. That you will pour out your Spirit on those who are saying yes this morning. To say, yes, Father. Yes, God. I want you in my life. Who are saying yes to the Lord Jesus. Who are saying, yes, I want this peace, Lord. Lord, I want this hope in hopeless times. Lord, I want this joy when everybody seems to be so discouraged. Lord, I want to receive from you. I want to receive you into my life as my Lord and Savior. Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Friends, if that's you today, I want to pray for you that God will come and visit you right now. Father, I pray for all those who say yes. I pray for all those who say yes to Jesus. I pray for all those who say, yes, I want your joy. I want your peace. I want you to be in my life, God. I want your joy to overtake me. I want to be have my sins forgiven 
and I want to be filled with joy like the Philippian jailer was. Lord, I want you. And Father, I pray for those people today who are saying yes in their hearts, who are saying yes to Jesus today, yes to the joy, yes to the peace that you give, yes to the hope-filled life that you give. Father, bless all who are listening, and may you visit them right now as they repent of their sins and they accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. May you just bless them now, Father, and seal that in their hearts, Lord. I thank you for each one, and I praise you, Father, for moving on their behalf and bringing refreshing and fresh joy to them this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. So if you have responded to saying yes to Jesus, please email us. We've got details on our website, Chippenham Christian Fellowship. Email us, let us know you've made that decision. And maybe today you are, you are a Christian, but you are away from the Lord. Maybe you are a Christian and, and there's, just, you know, there's just some stuff going on in your life that you know is not pleasing to the Lord and some, some corrosion has got into your life and you know that God wants to cleanse that and purify that in your life. So I'm going to pray for you this morning. If you are a Christian and there's some stuff that's just going on, that you know God wants to take it away from you. So Father, I pray for those who are believers. I pray for those who have got faith. But Lord, some corrosion is set in. Lord, some things have got in that shouldn't have got in. And Father, we ask you to cleanse us today. We ask you to purify us today. We ask you to take away all our sins, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to cleanse us with the blood of Jesus. We ask your Heavenly Father to purify our hearts in Jesus' name. Lord, to come and do a new work in us. Lord, to purify our hearts and cleanse us today. Lord, would you cleanse us today, Father? Because we need you, Father. We need to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, we repent of our sins. We turn away from this wick the wickedness and things in our lives that are not pleasing to you. Father, would you take these things from us? I pray in the name of Jesus that you will purify us, Lord, right now. Lord, we confess our sins. Forgive us, Lord. We have wandered away. Forgive us, Father. Come, Holy Spirit, bring back that joy. Bring back that peace. Bring back that fellowship with the Father. Lord, bring back your presence. Father, I pray for all those this morning. Father, who need that touch. Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray for those who are sick today. I pray for anybody who's sick in the body. And I pray for them right now. If you're sick in your body, I'm just going to ask you to put your hand on that part of your body. If you're sick now, I'm going to pray for you. So Father, I pray for those who are sick physically. Lord, that you will remove sickness. You come by your Holy Spirit, take away this sickness, Lord. You say in your word, Psalm 103, that you will take away all our sins and also heal us of all our sicknesses. Lord, we just pray for Millie this morning. Lord, just bring healing to her body. Lord, we just pray for those who are sick and afflicted today. Lord, take away all oppression, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Take away all affliction, Lord. Take away all torment, all sickness from our bodies. Oh, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Bring healing to all who are sick, Lord. Lord, you're the God who heals. Bring healing to all who are sick and oppressed. Lord, in Jesus' name, by your Spirit, Father. Lord, in Jesus' name, Father, bring healing to those who are afflicted. Bring healing to those who are oppressed. Lord, I rebuke all oppression, Father. I rebuke all affliction, Lord. I rebuke all sickness, Father. In 
in Jesus' name. Bring your healing touch, Holy Spirit. Bring fresh hope to those who are feeling hopeless. Bring fresh healing, Lord. Bring fresh joy into our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, we just pray you bring healing. We pray for our Prime Minister too, Lord. Would you bless Prime Minister Boris Johnson and all his cabinet ministers, Father. Would you bless all those in authority in our land. We thank you for them, Father. And we pray that you'll bless them with your wisdom, Father. And bless them with your strength, Father. So, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your healing touch. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We just worship you today, Jesus. You are fine, the fairest of ten thousand. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You are the fairest of ten thousand. And we just worship you today, Lord. Oh, come, Holy Spirit. Would you invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill you up today? If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, then God will baptize you and fill you with the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray for those who want to receive the gift of speaking in tongues, prophesying, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Father, come upon them in Jesus' name. Come upon all those. Baptize them in the Holy Spirit. I pray in Jesus' name, Father. Fill them with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Oh, I pray for fresh fire to come upon your people in Jesus' name. I pray for fresh fire to come upon the church. Lord, in Jesus' name, fresh fire to come upon our lives, upon our ministries, Lord. Pray for, for the fresh fire of God to fall on the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, bring fresh hope. Lord, bring fresh healing, we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we worship you, Lord, and we thank you for receiving us. Thank you, Father, for touching us. And praise you, Lord, for your goodness. Hallelujah. Just right where you are, just worship the Lord right where you are. We're just going to thank Jesus for his presence with us. We're just going to thank him and worship him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your presence. We worship the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth and all good things. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Lift your voice and praise the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is mighty. He is worthy. Oh, hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory, and the worship. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we exalt you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 